The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Glory Glory to you, O Lord. After entering a boat, Jesus made the crossing and came into his own town. And there people brought to him a paralytic lying on a stretcher. When Jesus saw their faith, he said to the paralytic, Courage, child. Your sins are forgiven. At that, some of the scribes said to themselves, This man is blaspheming. Jesus knew what they were thinking and said, Why do you harbor evil thoughts? Which is easier, to say, Your sins are forgiven, or to say, Rise and walk? But that you may know, that the Son of Man has authority on earth to forgive sins. He then said to the paralytic, Rise, pick up your stretcher, and go home. He rose and went home. When the crowds saw this, they were struck with awe and glorified God, who had given such authority to men. The Gospel of the Lord. Abraham is asked to sacrifice his son Isaac. The child of promise. The one for whom he had been waiting for so long. And Abraham obeys. As they are going... Isaac asks a question. Father, where is the sheep? Where is the lamb? For the burnt offering. And that question echoes on down through history. Where is the lamb? Abraham then is told to spare his son. And the Lord rewards him for his obedience by telling him, He will be the father of a great nation. He will make your descendants as countless as the stars of the sky and the sands of of the seashore. Your descendants shall take possession of the gates of their enemies. All this because you obeyed my command. He doesn't tell him what will happen to that nation. Abraham is left without that knowledge. Without what will happen when the nation becomes disobedient and turns against its creator. In today's gospel, we have the healing of the paralytic. It's a beautiful gospel, first of all, how much his friends love him, and our Lord then begins by forgiving his sins. He didn't ask for forgiveness. He may not have even realized that he needed it. All he wanted was to be healed of his physical illness. But our Lord put first things first. The healing of the soul precedes the healing of the body. And then says, your sins are forgiven, rise and walk. And so the man does. We come today to celebrate our independence. We also come to pray for peace. 
St. Augustine described peace as the tranquility of order. I like that. The tranquility of order. There is such a thing, though, of course, as a natural peace and a supernatural peace. The world is always striving for that natural peace, which in many ways we often think of as simply an absence of hostility. That's a very fine thing, the absence of hostility, but it's not the totality of peace. Peace goes much deeper. And as this paralytic symbolizes all of us who are in need of forgiveness and healing, he also symbolizes all nations, in this case our own, which also is in need of forgiveness and healing. As time goes on, it would seem we need more and more of it, even as we become less and less aware of it. He wasn't aware of his need for spiritual healing, as our nation isn't. He knew of his need for physical healing, as we know of our need for physical things. Again, our Lord put first things first. So if we are going to have peace, we are not going to have it without God. We aren't going to have it without Jesus Christ or without his church. Um, People would like to think we can find some magic way of having some uh, lasting peace without them. But we can't. Our Lord came to bring peace. He said that. Peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you. I do not give it to you as the world gives peace. It's not simply the tranquility of order. There's the tranquility of order that comes with grace. We can say the same thing about the Eucharist. Without the Eucharist, there will be no lasting peace either until the world accepts that. I mentioned some weeks ago about, remember that novel that came out, I forget, maybe 20 years ago or so, in which people stopped referring to the, the years as A.D., um, but rather the year of the Eucharist. I think there's a lot to be said for that if we are searching for peace, which means the more people come to the Eucharist, and I might add the more people spend time in adoration, the, great, the closer we will come to that peace and the more we will be at peace because we cannot... Be able. To, we cannot deal with peace, much less bring it, unless we are, first of all, at peace within ourselves. And that only comes with grace, forgiveness, and the presence of the Lord within us. So, we will pray for that today as we pray for our nation, asking God for that grace, the grace of repentance and conversion, which is where it begins. And our world doesn't seem to understand that at all, but we must understand it and proclaim it, and then everything else will flow from it. Uh, We cannot be silent. We have to be not only visible signs of God's peace, but very often vocal signs of that peace as well. Let us pray. For our nation, for its citizens, for its politicians, they will respond to the call of the gospel They will truly be people of peace and of justice. We pray to the Lord. Lord, For the church throughout the world, all of her members responding to the call of God will experience his forgiveness and his healing and therefore be instruments of it. We pray to the Lord. Lord, For all those who are sick and suffering, that they may know that in their sufferings they are proclaiming the kingdom of God, and bringing healing to themselves and to others. For those who are greatly tempted, for those who have rejected healing, we pray to the Lord. Lord, For a greater respect for human life, and in our nation in particular, 
for life in the womb, that our politicians will proclaim and defend laws that protect it. We pray to the Lord. Lord, For an increase in vocations to priesthood and the consecrated life, especially from our own parish and diocese, those young men and women who will be truly instruments of God's peace and healing. For a greater reverence for the mission of marriage and the single life, we pray to the Lord. For our bishop, priests, deacons, and seminarians, and for the American hierarchy, having spent time in the presence of the Lord, in the presence of his risen body and blood, they may then truly be visions of peace. We pray to the Lord. Lord, For all those working on our building project, that they will remain safe. We pray to the Lord. Lord, For the souls of all the faithful departed, especially our relatives, friends, and benefactors, For all those who have died in the battlefield, especially defending our own country. For all victims of violence, terrorism, and natural disaster. Eternal rest grant unto them, O Lord. May they rest in peace. May their souls and the souls of all the faithful departed. For all of us here, responding to God's grace, responding to the call for peace. We may experience that ourselves. We pray to the Lord. Lord, We now join our prayers to those of the Queen of Peace as we sing. (laughs) 